Good day, good day. Welcome to my channel. Glad to have you here. Make sure you subscribe, tune back in periodically to find out more what's going on. But on my channel, my name is Daniel Griffin, by the way. On my channel, I will be discussing various topics to help you make more money, improve your life, save more money, and overall have a better quality of life. Uh, be sure to leave comments. Be sure to ask questions if you like. And I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Thanks a lot. In today's podcast, I have uh, several topics that I would like to dig a little deeper into with you. Um, again, the reason that I discuss this is uh, these are beneficial. Hopefully these are beneficial topics to increase your income and overall increase your happiness because um, money is a tool and it should be learned to use. You don't really learn it in school. So I'm gonna discuss the certain topics and truths that I have learned over the years. One of them is to try to do smart stuff with your money, like actively on purpose think about it and say, I want to do some smart things with my money. Um, that alone will keep you out of a lot of foolishness. Uh, be conscious and inchious, be conscientious of money, but don't let it rule your world. Um, money is a tool and it should be used as such. You can enjoy money. And I highly suggest it. I don't really believe in the whole just be super frugal. I got other ideas I think that you should do, but mostly you should learn money. You don't have to spend all day and all night being an expert, You, but you need to learn and appreciate how money works. And that could be just reading one book, associating with uh, the correct people. But let's dig deeper into what we're discussing today. So. Like I say, it's overall, it's about doing smart stuff with your money. So first and foremost, when it comes to your money, you got to have skills. And people really don't understand what that whole subject of skills means. Skills could definitely be something that you acquire at a higher education school. Nursing skills, mechanical skills, um architectural skills, uh, programming skills, communication skills, definitely something that you can learn there. So that's part of it. So that's a smart thing to do with your money. I, I would not suggest uh, taking out a bunch of loans to go to some big university to do that. But when I refer to skills, you can improve your skills on a smaller level and really I would suggest that you start off on a smaller level for example if you may not understand what I'm saying for example if you want to get mechanical skills I wouldn't suggest just starting off and going to get a $30,000 loan to take mechanical classes at some fancy university not first you may eventually get there because you may get to a point where that's needed. You may find out that that's needed or that's deeply something that's ingrained in you and you would like to do that. 
But I would suggest if you want to gather your mechanical skills, you would get a book and maybe spend a couple hundred dollars on something to take apart and put back together and maybe hopefully repair it. So maybe you bought it for even cheaper than a couple hundred. It could be just a washing machine. It could be a car. Uh, that is along the lines of improving your skills to me. It could be the education, but like say you've done that several times, what I'm discussing, you've put together several things, you've made money, you you think you want a, a, a definite job in that field. Okay, now maybe you do need to go to the local community college and put up 3000 still not 30000 You don't need to go to uh, Akron University to take the mechanical class there. You don't have to do that route. I mean, the local community college is probably cheaper and it'll probably be about the same type of thing you're going to get. Definitely, it'll be better connections the higher you go. Now, some, some things you have to get that higher level of skills. Doctor, nurses, uh, architect, but like programming, you may or may not have to go that that $100,000 loan route. I mean, I would presume you probably shouldn't and wouldn't. It depends on the situation. But what, uh, the, the main point is gather skills. I would suggest start off slow. And skills could be any single thing that you practice and put in that that illustrious myth of 10,000 hours. And I'm not saying do 10,000, but start maybe on that process. Like if it's something that you're desiring to build your skills in, you have to out of your extra hours out of the week, you have to dedicate a certain amount of those hours. It could be three, it could be four, it could be one, it could be eight. But you have to ba basically make yourself a program of practicing that skill and getting better at that. Outside of work and outside of school, you have to say, I'm going to get better at this skill. That could be communication, that could be creating podcasts, uh, creating YouTube, uh, mastering Instagram, it could be mechanical skills, it could be uh, uh, sewing, upholstery, um, hair, nails, that's grooming of, uh, you know, any of those type of skills, dog grooming, any of this, if you master that and work at it, it may not take long. Some of them won't take that long. Some of them, maybe you're already skilled at it and you want to get better. That's when you start digging into, is it pay off for me to invest money to get deeper into this? So I have the paper to go along with my desire, what I, I, I truly love to do. So that's when you have to be truthful and honest with yourself. So money spent on skills is wise. Be slow with it, but that's definitely wise. Another smart thing to do with your money is build credit. Okay, don't run your credit up, but build credit. The reason that I say building credit is such a smart thing to do with your money Say you're working a job and everything's going good. 
you don't have any ideas about a business, your job pays you enough that you're not so worried about your skills that you need to improve right now. Okay, so you're building your credit, you're working. <clears throat> the reason that you want to do that, okay, you want to you want to dig into building your credit as soon as possible in life. Uh, 16, 18, as soon as possible. Now, I'm not going to dig too deep into credit, but I'm going to tell you that it's very important for your money situation to have good credit. You want to be smart about credit. You do not want to run up credit. You want to establish it, age it, and protect it. The reason you want to do that, credit gives you leverage to do what you may or may not want to do later on down the road. Credit helps you make moves. You know what I'm saying? So you've been working at a job for three years. You've been renting a place. You've been clean. Your credit is clean and you're keeping it clean. You've been avoiding the urge of getting a car note. You finally just sick of the, uh, your landlord credit gives you the ability to then go purchase a house. If you happen to hear about a good deal, you say, oh, this is a real good deal. You've been smart with money. You know a little about the real estate market. You notice what's going on around you and you've maybe read an article or two to kind of get yourself abreast on things. Credit gives you the ability to maneuver that. That you could buy that house with say it was somebody you knew and it was not on the market. So you bought the house for seventy five, eighty thousand in the Midwest, where I'm at, that's about the price. For a good, good deal, you know. I mean, it's at some point. Things are getting outrageous, of course, as days go by. But anyway, so you buy a house and you kind of fix it up while you're living there. Cause you, you know, you're young. This is, this is for anybody, but just in this example. So you build up this house, you paid 80 for it. You had enough credit to establish this with the FHA loan because your credit was pretty good. You got in with just 3%. You already had that 3% saved up. 3% of 8,000 is what, uh, 24. So you had that already established, you got into the house making it nicer it turns out it was on a pretty good street that was part of your due diligence that you did street keeps on improving never goes down for the next so so many years seven eight nine years nine years go by you paid 80 for the house the neighborhood has improved the house is now equity value of 160. those nine years you kept your credit pretty clean also you could then now maneuver big time. That's a long route, but that's just one example. Credit gives you maneuverability down the road. That's how you can establish wealth because credit gives you leverage. So you need to, and you want to be making sure that you respect it, keep it clean and start on it and keep it clean. Okay, business. The next subject is business, okay. You can work a job. You can work a job all your life. That's great. You may do that. Most people will in some form or fashion work. 
tying yourself to business, uh, I'm going to find out for sure the link to this, but tying yourself to business, some form or fashion is your only way that you're going to really establish true wealth to really get over that, that hump. Either you're going to have to have your own business. You're going to be deep in with a business. Like you could be, like those IBM people who were in on the, the ground floor. Um, or at the very least, you're going to have to understand that you're going to need to put a nice chunk into your 401k and play the stock market. And when I say play the stock market, I mean, be involved with it. It could be just buying an ETF constantly. Let's say every couple months you, you, you're working a job and you your skills are good enough that you get a little bit left over from your money you're not hurting all like that so by the end of the month you pay all your bills and you got six hundred dollars left over every month you already bought that that house that we were talking about you still got 600 take 400 of that and play it into and figure out uh, at least one ETF, preferably like 10, diversify your money so you can grow with the market. But you need on some of those levels, either create yourself a side business, create yourself a full time business, be tied in with a business or be all your extra funds. Blow that other 200 on that one example. Enjoy that 200. But the 400 needs to go into the stock market. And then that money will grow. So, for example, why do that? Okay, so you got money growing in the stock market for five years. You didn't have an idea of a business. You realize and you accept the fact your mindset is together. You accept the fact that you do need to be tied to a business, but you just don't know one that you want to get in. You don't want to buy a franchise because that's going to take up so much time that you're not going to continue to work your present job. Your job is good enough and everything's steady. You're happy there. So you're like, well, what business can I do? You keep thinking and thinking and there's no part-time business. While you're thinking, keep putting that 400 in the stock market. Don't get deep into the stock market unless you want to. When I say don't get deep in, if you just want to put that 400 into the S&P 500 the index fund, while you're thinking about what business or when a business opportunity comes up, that's where your safe haven for your money is that and real estate. If you want to, you know, if you want to do that, real estate is a good business to tie yourself to, but you will have to tie yourself to a business in some form or fashion. If you're going to really get over the hump, uh, if you don't care about getting over the hump, don't worry about it. And this podcast isn't probably for you. But if you do want to get over the hump, you have to get your mindset together and you have to embrace the fact that business is a real thing. Business is not crooks. Business is not all shady people. Do people get lied to? Yes. Do people get taken advantage of? Yes. Do people get done very well most of the time? Yes. I would say out of all business transactions that happen on a daily basis and basically everything is business, 999% of them or probably higher go smooth without a hitch. 1% somehow out here, one point whatever percent, maybe it's less, maybe it's more, 
get very little less or very little more something goes haywire so why we have this conception in our head that business is bad for us is beyond me i think it goes back to our training in school that we're supposed to just be worker bees and that brings me to the last and final subject of this evening and that is mindset mindset is 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 weird to a lot of people a lot of people think it's like hocus pocus and and I don't want to hear all that self-help and, and I don't need this. And, you know, they just want to watch TV and they just want to play games and, you know, just hang out or go to the bar or whatever and do all of that. Look, you can live life. You can enjoy. You can go to the bar. You can go to the park. You can go do all of that stuff. I do. I suggest everybody does it. But the reality is mindset is a real thing wrapping your head around what you think about is a real thing being acknowledging who your company is and how they're influencing your thoughts is a real thing it's not a coincidence that wealthy people are around majority other wealthy people that saying you're the average of the five people around you. Who said that? I don't know who said that. I'm going to try to link to that one too. You're the average of the five people that you're around. That's 100% true. I mean, I you, you could just probably run the numbers. It's always true. I mean, if you at one point were hanging with some, think about it in real life. If you were at one point in your life hanging with a crew of people who were doing something, we'll say it was positive. Maybe it was a sports team or something. I bet you you were doing a lot of more things, a lot more things that were impressive. Maybe your grades were good. Uh, maybe you felt good. Maybe, you know, you were hanging with some people who were doing something real positive and, and you were making some money, whatever it could be. Just think back on that. I and then maybe for some reason you started hanging with another group of people. Hopefully you had enough sense to realize this and not do this. But a lot of young people fall into that type of thing. You can really look back and just say, when I started hanging with these people, that's when things went haywire. You know what I'm saying? So mindset is true and it's real. And you have to. Maybe, you know, I would suggest maybe getting just a couple books on how to really think about how money works. Not you don't have. And I'll keep saying you don't have to spend all your time with it. But, you know, they send us to school and we do like American history and then we do like world history and and all of that. And that's all well and good to kind of to kind of know so you can kind of understand but a lot of it's just made up and not real anyway it's just like somebody's version why not just get maybe one or two really good books on mindset read them like me i've read about 20 of them and some of them i went through again now the reason i did that is because i grew up in a community where it wasn't a whole lot of money and people have a lot of bad beliefs about money. They think like money is evil. They think like you'll see things in, in bad in, in the community I grew up, you'll see things that happen like people will get some money and they'll immediately spend it. 
they'll do crazy stuff like win the lottery and then get hooked on drugs or, you know, or they play the lottery nonstop. That's another problem that happens in some of the, the communities that help drag them down. But mindset is so important and so many people just are determined to fight the fact that it really do exist. You got to be open to it. And you, it would be very wise to maybe get two or three books and read on them. One I would suggest, a lot of people read this. I'm not saying just jump straight into real estate after reading this. But Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad helped out a lot of people's mindset. I read it, and it's it's an excellent book. Later on, he gets a little weird with some of his gold and all this other stuff. But his early so this is going to wrap it up for today, but, uh, the podcast, um, hopefully will be out once a, once a week and, uh, that wraps it up. Like I say, keep this in mind. The main topics were, uh, mindset, build your credit, gather your skills and be mindful to do smart stuff with your money. Enjoy money. Set some to the side, strictly just enjoy, then act, just just enjoy it, just whatever. And then a certain amount of it, they call this pay yourself first, a certain amount of it, you need to be trying to see what is a smart thing to do with it. And is that establishing better skills? Is that building credit up? Is that buying a couple books to improve your mindset? Or is that shoving it into your own business or into somebody else's business so that you got a stake in it so that you can have a better tomorrow.